to another episode of Danger Close USA, Angry American Podcast Radio. And this is your host, Jeff Kaufman, with the voice of Angels. Pissed off, Angels. I hope you're all doing well this Saturday. And yes, this is another Saturday edition of Danger Close USA. It's another Saturday edition of uh, my Angry American podcast. I think I have too many titles. I don't know what the hell to call my show. Dumbass American Podcast Radio. Uh, That might work. Some people might agree with that. Probably a majority of you. I, um... I'm going to play some recordings today that I've made. I'm going to touch on several points about the impeachment process. And I want to touch on a couple of things I thought were important. uh, Extremely important. And I think they deserve to be... uh, talked about, and I think a couple things need to be clarified. Um, I watched a lot of the um, impeachment hearing, um, and I found it extremely important, of course. I've been saying that all along. Uh, We're witnessing probably one of the most historical moments in American history. Um... This is not the uh, Clinton-Monica Lewinsky impeachment trial. Um, This is the real deal. Um, This is American resolve. This is America standing up for itself. Someone who's totally inept and incapable of leading this country as a whole is finally being taken to court, basically. And and in that process, we're seeing a lot of misinterpretation of what exactly this process is. And of course, the majority of the mis- is mis- imp- ah. the majority of the lying piece of shit bastards are on the Republican side, and they're portraying this impeachment process as some sort of um, fraud, um, fake. Um, a waste of time and a waste of taxpayer money. It's all of a sudden, you know, Republicans are concerned about taxpayers' money. You know, it it, it it befuddles me that they even try to stand behind that statement. This is a waste of taxpayers' money. And I'm like, you have any idea how much it's just cost us to put uh, Donald Trump to play golf? I mean, how many times has he played golf? What, what was the total last time I heard? We were looking at $238 million dollars. For this asshole to go play golf. Just just, just his golf outings. We're not even talking about his children's vacation trips and um, business trips. We're not even talking about uh, the stupid freaking Christmas decorations that his wife put up. I mean, come on. The color of Russia has always been red. And 
the first lady decorated the White House like it was the Russian White House. I don't give a shit what anybody else says. That's my interpretation. I saw it. You saw it. Last Christmas, it looked like the fucking KGB came down and fucking decorated the White House. I don't give a fuck who you are. If you're an American, you can kiss my ass if you think otherwise. I saw what I saw. You've seen what you've seen. You can interpret it any way you want. But what I saw was basically Russia just fucking decorated the White House. Um, the impeachment process, I don't know why I just went on that. I'm sorry. I'm going to get back to point. The impeachment process, you have to understand one thing. There is uh, a short video, I think it's a minute and 18 seconds, of Adam Schiff refusing to allow uh, the congresswoman, I think from California, I'm not sure, uh, Miss Stefanik, and uh, Devin Nunes. Devin Nunes was trying to give his time to her, which, according to the Republicans who wrote the rules for this impeachment procedure, is ineligible to do. He, Devin Nunes knows that he's not supposed to be able to yield his time to a underling, basically, who's not part of the council. Okay? I want to make sure everybody understands this. The rules that are set in place for the impeachment hearings that we've been watching are rules that the Republicans themselves, just the Republicans, wrote into law. These are the rules that they wrote into law. These are the House rules that Republicans wrote for this impeachment proceeding, any and all impeachment proceedings, not just this one. I'm not saying they wrote it for this one. I'm saying these are the rules that they set in order for either party to impeach a president by this procedure. Okay, I want to make sure everybody understands that. I'm not making this up. The Republican Party, back in 2015, constructed these rules for impeachment. I believe it was to impeach Obama. Well, see, now they're regretting it. See, they, these guys are, are such asshats that they write these rules and these regulations, and they kind of hope that nobody's going to pay attention. And they kind of hope, with their fingers crossed, that Democrats will never be able to use these. Well, the Democrats are using them. And now the Republicans are crying foul. And you know that's bullshit. I'm sorry. It's, it's pure, utter bullshit. I want to play uh, the, the, the short exchange where Devin Nunes plays it off like, well, I can't believe you're doing this. And Miss Stefanik, the lying little you-know-what, um, tries to play it off like, oh, this is the fifth time you've done this to us. Why are you trying to censor us? Well, here's the fucking problem. It's not that he's trying to do anything. These are the fucking rules that Republicans put in place in order to impeach a sitting president. And they're playing this fucking game with the minds of Americans out there who watch this and have no idea that Republicans are the ones who wrote these rules. They're, they're hoping they can bend their own fucking rules. They're hoping that you're going to fall for this shit. They're hoping that the average everyday Joe who doesn't give a damn about fucking facts is going to watch this and go, oh my God, Adam Schiff is trying to censor our poor Republican Party members. No. No. That's not what's happening. What's happening is Adam Schiff is following the Republicans' fucking rules for impeaching a president. And they are flipping the fuck out. They don't, I mean, you obviously, you have to understand, they don't know what to do. They're not going to come out and say, 
Well, yeah, we know these rules because we wrote them. They're going to try to play this fucking game with the American mind and say, oh, look how unfair we're being treated. Oh, we're being so so horribly treated in there. They're, I mean, it's so un-American what Adam Schiff is doing. Now, trust me, I'm not a mad Adam Schiff fan. I'm not a Hillary Clinton fan. In no way, shape, or form. Yes, I'm a registered Democrat, but that doesn't mean I'm I'm I'm, I'm biased. I, I I try to actually be unbiased. I really do. But when they're playing games, they're playing games. I'm going to point that out. If I'm at a football game and a referee makes a bad call, I'm going to point it out. If I'm watching an impeachment hearing and some douchebag named Devin Nunes is going, oh my God, I can't believe they're treating us like this. When they're the fucking assholes that made these rules, I'm going to point it out. I think that's the job of an American to say, look, I might be a little bit more educated than you, so please listen to me. These are the rules that these people freaking made up. And the Democrats are the ones following it. And the Republicans are the ones going, oh my God. Foul. This is so foul. I'm sorry. I'm a little out of out of sorts today. I uh, I'm a little out of sorts. I uh, woke up to a, a fucking awesome breakfast. My wife, for some reason, has this kick about making uh, eggs Benedict. Speaking about Benedict Arnold and Devin Nunes, my wife made me this huge, just glorious breakfast this morning. Uh, it's pretty fancy for our house. Eggs Benedict with her own fucking sauce and the whole nine yards. It was freaking delicious. And shortly after breakfast, I had myself a mimosa. Now, I'm a hairy guy, and I'm not really into fancy girly drinks. But she mentioned it, and I said, you know what? Let's do that. So at 9.30 this morning, I had a mimosa or two. And uh, that's it. And I, I went back to drinking my coffee. You know, I'm not an alcoholic. Really, I'm not. I'm serious. This is a rare, rare occasion. But then I, at about 1 o'clock this afternoon, my wife came back from the grocery store with some eggnog. And I'm looking in the, the cabinet, and I'm going, oh, look, uh, i got a little vodka. I've got a little Kahlua. Hmm, what should I do? So I made a drink called the uh, Dump the Trump Eggnog White Russian. And I, well, I... I had it, and I, well, this might be a very interesting show. Let me just put it that way. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play the Devin Nunes, Adam Schiff, and uh, whatever her name is, Stefanik. I should know that name. I went to school with one of the first people to ever win the Florida Lottery, and their last name was Stefanik, so I should have that memorized. It's amazing I'm remembering these people's names. If you ever listened to my show before, I very, very, very rarely remember anybody's fucking name. But um, I'm going to play that for you. We're going to come back and we're going to discuss the fact that the way that the Republicans are acting in this video or actually in this audio clip is is just it's it's insane. They're acting like they're being treated so unfairly. But let's just be honest about the facts real quick. These are the rules that the Republican Party wrote for the impeachment of a sitting president. I know, Ms. Stefanik, you had a, a few quick questions for the ambassador. Yield to you, Ms. Stefanik. Thank you, Mr. Nunes. Ambassador Yovanovitch, thank you for being here today. The gentlewoman was suspended. What is the interruption for this time? It is our time. The gentlewoman was suspended. You're not recognized. Mr. Nunes, you are my counsel. I just recognize. Under the House Resolution 660, you're not allowed to yield time except in order to The ranking member yielded time to another member of Congress. That is not accurate. You're gagging the... That is accurate. 
recognize. This is the fifth time you have interrupted members of Congress. Gentlemen, we'll suspend. Mr. Chair, we we control the time. It's been customary of this committee that whoever controls the time can yield to whoever they wish. If we have members of Congress that have a few questions, it seems appropriate that we be able to let Ms. Stefanik ask her question. Ms. Nunes, you or Minority Counsel recognized? Mr. Kasser, you're recognized. So let's let's talk about what you just heard, okay? Let's let's just talk about what you just heard. Um according to the rules for impeachment of this procedure that the Republicans wrote their own rules that they're not allowed to yield their time to someone other than that's the head of the council, basically. And Devin Nunes should know this, okay? And I guarantee you Ms. Stefanik knows this. I guarantee it because they all have a copy and if I'm not mistaken, the Devin Nunes was part of the creation of these rules, okay? But they all have a copy of these rules. They're all given plenty of time to study these rules, to understand them. It's not like um, they've been handed 7,000 pages of bullshit. It's, it's pretty simple and, 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 and very easily memorized, especially when it's your turn, what, to, what you're supposed to be able to do during your term um, and in the time allotted to you. But here you have Devin Nooms playing this fucking, like, I don't know what's going on. Why are you doing this to me? Bullshit routine. When it's really, honestly, something that these asshats voted on back in 2015. So, you know, put that to memory for a moment. Try to try to squeeze that into your file box. Um, and I, I'm going to, before we end this and before I, you know, I go on to anything else, I'm going to read um, the actual um, information that they're denying is part of the procedure. They're acting as if this is all wrong and they're being mistreated when they're not. They're playing the game with the feeble-minded Americans out there that honestly think that Democrats are communists and, and, and liberals and all this crazy shit. And they're going to watch the show and continue to be the sheep that they are and believe everything and anything that they're being told without ever even looking at the information or actually studying anything further than just what they see and hear with their eyes. They're going to make up their own minds. Devin Nunes is aware of this. They're all aware of this. They're all manipulating Americans. Every one of these fucking assholes are manipulating Americans because they know that there's a very good percentage of Americans out there that just believe anything and everything they hear and see. They don't take the time to, to, to study anything, to understand anything. And, you know, there's going to be a percentage of them who are going to wake up and realize, well, why are they doing this if they know the rules? I mean, it, it's no, I, I hate to always use sports, but it's no different than a, than a sporting match of any kind. There are rules in place. You're supposed to follow them. These people know that these rules are in place. They know they're supposed to follow them. But they also know if they play their cards right and pretend that it's all bullshit, 
and that they're uh, you know being mistreated, and and the Democrats are just evil fucking assholes, and they're just horribly mistreating Republicans. That they're gonna fall for it, and they know that there's Americans out there who are just gonna eat it up and believe it and swallow the fucking shit pie without even blinking and chewing twice. So that's what I'm trying to get to, and I'm gonna read that shortly. Um, but you know something else that popped out to me that I thought was interesting, and you know. Yovanovitch was speaking from the heart in the beginning. Um, I, I want to play an excerpt, an audio clip of what she said about what she does and what people like her do. Ambassadors and other representatives of America that go overseas and represent America in other countries. Now, here's something you have to understand. What Donald Trump did in real time during the impeachment hearing was an obstruction of justice. And he was trying to harass this witness. You know, there were plenty of Republicans in that room that have Donald Trump turned on their cell phone, their Twitter, and get alerts for everything that he tweets. And if you pay attention, there's actually, I think it's a CNET or something, I can't remember, C-SPAN coverage of it, where around the same time that Dutard Trump puts out his stupid, idiotic tweet, several of them pick up their phones and look at it. And I I found that interesting because I didn't think they were allowed to have cell phones at these hearings. I thought, you know, they're not allowed to have recording devices. I don't know if that's true or not. Obviously not because there's cameras. So they weren't looking at anything else. What's interesting is, though, they were keeping tabs on what Donald Trump was tweeting out. And I I can't really analyze it perfectly because I don't have the time or or the energy to really care that much. But if you pay attention, right around the time that Donald Trump put that bullshit out in his Twitter feed was the same time that several Republicans in that audience picked up their phones and looked. And you could tell that they were looking around. A couple of them looked at each other. And I'm just saying, uh, there was some footage I saw, and I thought it was really interesting. But I want to play what Ms. Yovanovitch said. I think it's really important. I think it's important to recognize her career, her professionalism, who she is as a person. She's not a deep state asswipe or any of these swamp things that that the Republican and and the right want to call people and and, and all this other horse shit. Excuse my language. Well, it's a little late for that. But, (laughs) I mean, I think what she said is utterly extremely and probably one of the most important things that, that was said during the whole hearing yesterday. Um. And the reason why I say that is because it it really mirrors everything about her as a person, as an individual. And it mirrors a lot of the other things that we don't really recognize that these people do. And the lives that have been lost and the people who suffered, um, you know, it's it's a dangerous career. It really is to be an ambassador of the United States and go to a foreign country and represent America in that country, especially if it might be a hostile country. And she even brings that up. And I want to play it, and I I want you to think about something for a second. This is the person that Donald Trump was insulting. This is the person that Donald Trump was fearful of. And I can understand why he would be fearful. She's an intelligent woman. She's definitely a very highly respectable person, very professional, and... What kills me, what really bothers me the most, not that he's insulting her or trying to intimidate her. It's the fact that you're basically throwing rocks at a concrete wall. She 
has a career that ex- that just is it's it's incredible. She had, has an incredible career. Her resume is like probably thirty pages thick. I mean, I'm just saying this is this is an impeccable person. And Donald Trump's attacking her like like he attacks everybody else, like he tries to do to everybody else, like he tries to put everybody else down. And you know, Nancy Pelosi said it right the other day. He's an imposter. He's in an office way over his head, has no idea what the fuck he's doing. Not Nancy's words, mine. And in the only way that he can pick himself up off the floor is to try to pile people underneath him. And she's right, because that's exactly what he does all the time. He's in a position that he's never held, had no real true desire. You know, it, it, it was all about winning. And calling everybody else losers. I remember during Donald Trump's campaign, when someone in the audience would call out at him or say something negative, they would call him a loser or she a loser. You're a loser! That's not the New York mentality coming out. That's the mentality of a spoiled jackass and his family. And I'm sorry, it is. And... It's exactly what's being exuded by him now against Jovanovic. I, I, I listened to a lot of things yesterday and last night and this morning because I had to work. I worked a 15-hour and 20 or 15-hour and 15-minute shift yesterday. Extra long fucking day. Went in at 7 to get home till 10, 30, 11. I can't remember. Um, but it was a, I had a hell of a day yesterday. So obviously I missed all this. So I had to do a little backtracking and a little research and a little studying. And I just spent the last two hours on YouTube watching this, that, and everything else. And I, I pulled away enough to realize that the Republicans are playing a game like I, I, like I played for you in the first uh, audio clip. They're playing a game where they're being treated mis, you know, unfairly and being mistreated. And, 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 and it's all wrong. And the Democrats are just misbehaving. And, but it's bullshit. And to try to attack this woman like Donald Trump did is bullshit. And we should be furious as Americans. We really should be. We should be extremely pissed off right now. Because what's going on is a game being played by Republicans. For some reason or another, they are hell-bent on covering their asses in Donald Trump's ass. I really firmly believe that there's some underlying amount of corruption that goes much deeper than just taking money from lobbyists. You know, I I often think the Russians are very smart. They know how to play us. And the reason why I say they know how to play us, because they know how our politicians work. It's not about doing right. It's not about servitude. It's not about doing what they're supposed to do, their job. It's all about money. And it's always been about money. And I think Russians were smart enough to say, you know what, I think if we fill some pockets with enough money, and make it so they have to use that money to pay off other people to keep their mouth shut. And then it, it's kind of like a cascading water, waterfall effect. You know, it's it's kind of like drip-down economics. <laughs> I should say trickle-down. It's kind of like drip-down economics. I firmly believe that most of these people that, that are in the Republican Party that are so hell-bent on defending Donald Trump and themselves are guilty of something that's related to the word treason. And I think it has a lot to do with treason and greed, not to mention corruption. So when you see these people, these Mark Meadows and, and Devin Nunes and this Matt Gates or 
Geek or whatever his name is, when you listen to these people and the things that they say, like McCarthy, um, it's you know it becomes more and more clear to me that they're not working for the American people. They never work for the American people. But it becomes more and more clear to me that they are definitely trying to cover something up on their own end as well as Donald Trump's. I think they're all lumped together in some guilty cesspool of some sort of sewer tank somewhere in, in political hell because they've done something, taken something, and they're guilty of something. And that's why they're doing what they're doing. Anyways, I want to play this. I think it's important that you listen to this woman. I think she's a fantastic woman. I don't know her. I'm making a judgment call based on her history, her professional background, and just what she says right here. Let me be clear on who we are and how we serve this country. We are professionals. We are public servants who, by vocation and training, pursue the policies of the president, regardless of who holds that office or what party they affiliate with. We handle American citizen services, facilitate trade and commerce, work security issues, represent the U.S., and report to and advise Washington to mention just some of our functions. And we make a difference every day. We are people who repeatedly uproot our lives, who risk and sometimes give our lives for this country. We are the 52 Americans who 40 years ago this month began 444 days of deprivation, torture, and captivity in Tehran. We are the dozens of Americans stationed at our embassy in Cuba and consulates in China who mysteriously and dangerously, and in some cases perhaps even permanently, were injured and attacked from unknown sources several years ago. And we are Ambassador Chris Stevens, Sean Patrick Smith, Ty Woods, and Glenn Doherty, people rightly called heroes for their ultimate sacrifice to this nation's foreign policy interests in Libya eight years ago. We honor these individuals. They represent each one of you here and every American. These courageous individuals were attacked because they symbolized America. What you need to know, what Americans need to know, is that while thankfully most of us answer the call to duty in far less dramatic ways, every Foreign Service officer runs the same risks, and very often so do our families. They serve too. As individuals, as a community, we answer the call to duty to advance and protect the interests of the United States. We take our oath seriously, the same oath that each one of you take, to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and to bear true faith and allegiance to the same. President of the United States actually tried to attack that. 
he actually tried to uh, shrink her down. He was trying to beat her down with words is what he was doing. He was being his normal, everyday self, a narcissistic, moronic, trash-talking loser of a human being. I'm sorry, that's how I view the President of the United States. Sue me. But you listen to her, and I, I mean, there's more to it than that. I, I, you know, for time's sake, I don't want to make this a two-hour episode. <laughs> I got better things to do today, like drink, apparently. Um, speaking of drinking, I'm having myself a Red Bull Coconut Berry Edition. And I have to say, although they don't pay me, I suggest you go get one. It's really good. I don't know why I'm addicted to these things. No, not really. But I do like to have one every now and then. And right now is the now and the then. Red Bull Coconut Berry Edition. It makes my voice sound so much better than it normally would. Anyways, yeah, listening to her, I mean, there's no way you can touch on that and try to make her seem less valid and to try to beat her down with words like Donald Trump that just proves how much of a f- moron he is. Um, you know, this 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 adds to, literally adds to why he needs to be impeached. You know, this this discussion about the Ukraine thing and him asking for a favor, you know, that's just a speck of sand, like I said before, in the beachfront of this entire ordeal. It's just one granular piece of the puzzle. And there's so much more and so many other reasons why he should be impeached. And for me, the number one reason I think Donald Trump should be impeached, not just his criminality, not just his actions, not a no. The reason why I think Donald Trump should be impeached is because he cannot lead this country. He lacks the ability to lead this country. He does not contain the uh, character or the demeanor that a person should contain to be able to lead an entire nation. He's leading a very small percentage of this nation. And he's counting on that very small percentage of this nation to defend him. And unfortunately, it's working. Because these people are the same people that actually believe that the Republicans are being treated unfairly in this hearing. When they're not, the Democrats are following the rules that the Republicans wrote. Which is beyond me. But that's the game they're playing. And I, I just, you know... But this is how Donald Trump works. And... He has no idea. He has no idea. He has no education. He doesn't have the intelligence or the intellect to even digest what his position is. He lacks the moral fiber to lead this country. He lacks the intelligence to lead a freaking hot dog stand. What I'm trying to say is, is that what he lacks for, he makes up in lies and bullshit, and lies, and more bullshit. When he doesn't understand something, something, when he's confronted with something that he cannot comprehend, it's an attack on him personally. That's how he views it. And everything that's happening around him, everything that's been happening around him, and the government and everything else, is so confusing and so hard for him to understand that he's attacking you understand what I'm trying to say? This is this is a guy 
who literally, he takes an insult when he's asked a question. He takes it as an insult because he thinks he's better than the world. He has that persona where he's like, my shit doesn't stink. Trust me. I wasn't born with a silver spoon. I was born with an 18 carat diamond and ruby studded fucking spoon shoved up my ass. I'm better than you. I'm better than everybody else. It's all about winning. It's all about this. It's a game. It's a game. It's a game. It's a rich man's pledge to the rich. And that's all it'll ever be. He's not a leader of the free world. He's the leader of corruption, greed, and wealth. That's it. He's not leading the average everyday person. He's making promises to the average everyday person. He's not helping coal miners. He's promising coal miners. He's not standing up for the average everyday Joe. He's standing up for the wealthy. He's just making promises to the average everyday Joe that he cannot fulfill because he never will fulfill them. He lies to you and says, and this is one of the biggest lies he said so far. His little speech about what his daughter Ivanka did with Walmart is a giant fucking load of dookie. Walmart, not just not very long ago, just implemented a storewide nationwide um, uh, installment of self-checkout aisles. Literally slashing Walmart's employee numbers in a, into, into two-thirds. Literally taking a third of their workforce and saying goodbye to them. Now, when you go to Walmart, you might have one register run by an actual human being. The rest, you have to check yourself out. So, essentially, you go to Walmart to spend your money. And then you're working for Walmart to get the fuck out of there. And for him to try to say that Ivanka Trump worked with Walmart and has helped and blah, 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 blah. What jobs are there at Walmart? Let's, let's just be honest about this. There's the administrative aspect, the administrative management aspect of Walmart. And then you have the people that take care of the aisles that keep them stocked. People that work in the produce department, the deli. And then you have, or did have, no longer existing, people who ran the registers. They were, I think, more in numbers than the actual people that work behind the scenes that you don't see, that stock the shelves, that make sure that the floors are clean. You know, by taking away the people who run the registers and only maybe having two or three people that might run the register here and there, because every time I've been to Walmart lately, there's literally one register open with a person actually manning it, and then there's 20 or 30 registers open that you have to fucking run to get the fuck out. I hate Walmart. I hate it with a fucking passion. I'm disgusted by it. But here you have Donald Trump claiming his daughter, blah, 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 is doing all this stuff that, oh, the Walmart job numbers, it's bullshit. That's why I'm a fan of uh, Andrew Yang, because he's actually telling you automation is what's killing our jobs in this country. Automation is what is causing our country to take a shit. You don't believe him? Go to fucking Walmart. You're no longer greeted by someone at a register. You're no longer having a conversation with someone there that's making eight fifty, nine twenty-five to ten dollars an hour. You are doing their job. You have essentially become an automated part of Walmart. Instead of them checking you out, you are checking yourself out. It used to be like one or two, maybe four aisles or checkout aisles that you could go into and check yourself out. And most people rather have somebody else do it because you're already spending your money there. Why do you have to fucking work there? 
I mean, I'm being honest. Why do you have to fucking work there? You, you, my neighbor's blowing his leaves. Something I should do, apparently. But literally, when you go to Walmart, it's no longer a friendly place. It's registers that you have to run. And you know what kills me? On your way out, you have to show your receipt, and they go through your fucking bags now. So there's giving someone a job, and I'm sure they must love that job. Because you probably just stood in line to get to a register that you have to fucking use, check yourself out, and now they're worried about you stealing. They should be worried about you stealing. They should be worried that the average everyday Joe that goes in there and then spends their money and has to check themselves out might say an oopsie here and there and get an extra box of crackers for free. You know, it's, it, I, I don't think they're going to save themselves any money because I guarantee you their losses have gone up. Because now instead of a person manning the register and making sure everything gets rung up, now they're depending on the very people they're fucking to ring themselves up. So that whole thing, I'm not going to play that. I, I had an audio clip of Donald Trump talking about his wonderful fucking daughter, Ivanka, making all these jobs and, and working with Walmart to give me a fucking break. Give me a fucking break. I don't even need to discuss it with you. If you ever shopped at Walmart lately, you know. And if your Walmart isn't like that yet, it will be soon. It's happened at some of the most major stores, the biggest stores in America. Walmart is continually developing better ways to fuck you. And this happens to be one of the better ways to fuck you. So fuck Walmart. I'm sorry. It's like, where do you else do you shop? They landed in your town. They basically shut down all the mom and pop stores. Everybody, nobody could compete with Walmart. You want to buy baby clothes? You maybe used to go to uh, Susan's baby outlet or something, but it's probably closed now. You wanted to buy uh, some artwork. You used to go to Artie's artwork shop. It's closed now. Now you have to go to Walmart for the shit that you used to get from your mom and pop stores up the road and, and around the corner. And now not only did they fuck your goddamn community, now they're fucking your community even more by taking away more jobs. So for Donald Trump to come out and try to defend Walmart, let's just be honest. It's a fucking lie. It's a fucking lie. Sorry. Just, I had to talk about that. You know, you know how I am. I'm extremely personal. Personable. Sorry. I'm extremely personable. I'm a very nice person. I really am. I'm a very, very, very genuinely kind person. Seriously, I, I swear to fucking God I am. And if I insult you with some of my rhetoric and my vulgarity, I'm sorry. I apologize. It's not, uh, it's not because I do this on purpose. Um, it's because it's who I am. I'm a blue collar average average uh, I'm a blue collar average everyday Joe. I bust my ass for a living, literally. I break fingers, I hurt myself on a daily basis. I'm looking at my my thumb, it's black. Um or it's going to turn black. I got a, a huge uh burn mark on the back of my hand. Uh one of my fingers is crooked. I had a rough day yesterday, but we managed to do our service calls and get our truck stuck in a freaking field. Full of mud, and it was not good. Luckily, I was not driving. Um, so if you listen to my show and you're like, God, this guy cusses a lot and says a lot of stuff I wouldn't agree with, yeah, I'm not trying to appeal to the conservative crowd, obviously. And I could you know, pretty much demonstrate that by doing this. 
obviously not trying to appeal to the conservative side of the equation. Obviously. Anyways, I I, I think I said enough uh, about Walmart. <laughs> um, I think you now know that I hate Walmart and I hate going there. If it wasn't for the sportings department, the sporting goods department, I would not go ever. But you know, if I need a bag of worms, I have to. I go to Walmart. If I'm looking for uh, an ultralight fishing reel, I go to Walmart. If I need a new camping knife, or if I'm looking for something to go camping with, I go to Walmart. Why? Because all the little places I used to shop are now gone. That's the uh, predicament Walmart has put so many communities in, and that's why I'm a little upset. Because now, not only did they screw your community and take away these businesses that were had a had a foothold, a niche in their community to sell goods to their community. And now not only were they, you know, their big thing was we're bringing jobs to your community. Now they've brought automation to your community. And now you work for Walmart whenever you go in to buy anything. That's why I said all this shit. I'm pissed off about it. It's, it's, it's a slap in the face. So many people argued about Walmart coming to their towns all across America. And they came and they promised more jobs. Now they've laid off one-third of their workforce, and they're going to continue to lay off people the more and more Walmarts that have these installments of self-checkout aisles. It's just it's a matter of time, folks. It's a matter of time. But what I'm really getting at here is how much Donald Trump lies and how much he really cannot comprehend his position is, how lackluster his understanding is of, of government. I, he doesn't even understand how this impeachment procedure or proceeding is happening. He doesn't even understand it. So I want to play an audio clip of him uh, being asked a question. I believe uh, this was yesterday. I don't remember the reporter, uh, what her name was, but she asked him a very simple question. Um, could barely answer it. I don't even really know if I can comprehend what he said, um, but I want to play it for you. I think it's important because this really demonstrates his inability to understand and comprehend government and to understand and comprehend how things work. He has no desire to learn it. He has no desire to digest it. He has no desire to do anything but be Donald Trump. The little narcissistic wannabe fruitcake that he is. I don't I don't know. Wannabe he is. I don't know. I'm I'm kinda you know, I'm with Robert De Niro. He's a fucking moron. This is our president of the United States answering a very simple question. And then telling the reporter to be quiet because, you know, you've already had your chance to ask me a question. And I'm, I'm, you know, he gets frustrated so easily. And that's why he doesn't do press briefings anymore because he's just, it's impossible for him to, it's impossible for him to get in front of a podium anymore with reporters who are going to ask him questions and not embarrass his fucking own self. I just want to have a total, I want freedom of speech. That's a political process. The Republicans have been treated very badly. And I watched a little bit of it today. I wasn't able to yesterday because we had the president of Turkey here and I wasn't able to watch much. I watched some of it this morning. I thought it was a disgrace. When we have great Republican representatives, people elected by the people, and they're not allowed to even ask a question, they're not allowed to make a statement, we're not allowed to have witnesses, we're not allowed to have legal counsel, White House counsel, 
It's a disgrace and it's an embarrassment to our nation. Do you believe your tweets and your words can be intimidated? Yes, go ahead, please. Sir, do you believe your tweets quiet, quiet, quiet. Sir, do you believe your freedom? Go ahead. Sir, with your freedom. Amazing, isn't it? It's just fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. This is Danger Close USA, Angry American Podcast Radio. God damn, he's a fucking moron. I swear to God, he's a fucking moron. You know, I was really surprised that the Turkey's president came again. And uh, luckily for him, uh, his uh, stupid security system guard fucking wannabe, whatever they were, last time he came, uh, they beat the shit out of some Americans in the park next to the White House. And uh, I, I think about that on, on occasion. And I think you should do. Um, it's disturbing. It really is uh, what happened that day. Um Turkey's president, or, or Grogan, whatever his fucking name is, um, his security guards attacked American citizens that were protesting his arrival. Um, luckily, it didn't happen this time. And I say luckily because we were ready for him. As far as I know, there were plenty of Americans that were there this time, and his security would have got their ass beat. And I think uh, a lot of people made sure that they were going to be there. Um, for his arrival, and they had every right to be there. Um, but this time, uh, Turkey's president played it smart and said, uh, I think I'm going to let this one go. Because um, if it was me, if I was president of the United States and I inv- invited uh, Turkey's president, which I would never do if I was president of the United States, hypothetically speaking, if I was president of the United States and I invited some president of a foreign country to my country and his security guards beat the shit out of my fellow Americans, I can guarantee you he would have not had a meeting with me that day and his ass would have had 24, well, shit, I would have gave him 12 hours to get the fuck out of my country. That would have been me as president. Your people attacked my fucking fellow Americans. You need to get the fuck out of my country. I'll buy you a fucking boat. You get the fuck out on it. Whatever it takes. But that would have been me. Instead, that same day, Donald Trump had a meeting. And um, again, he just had one yesterday with the same fucking piece of shit president. And, and you know, here's the thing. He, uh, he attracts, Donald Trump attracts presidents of foreign countries that normally we would never have relations with. I'm not saying it's a good thing. What I'm saying is, it's his personality, his character, and his criminality as a human being that attracts these dictators to our country, to him, because they share something in common, and it's called corruption. And, you know, it really kills me. I remember the footage of what was going on in Syria and watching uh, on the news uh, the Kurds being executed in the streets, basically. And it brought back a lot of memories of things we saw during the Iraqi war. Um, and I, I, I just, you know, it really bothers me because here's the Turkish army um, just blowing away women and children like it's nothing. And uh, Donald Trump invites this piece of shit to our country. You know, um, there's no love there for, for me towards Donald Trump for him to do that. I mean, it makes absolutely 
no sense, but then it, then, then again, it does make plenty of sense because he attracts these kinds of people to him. And, you know, the, the Turkish president is just a, a, a lying piece of shit as far as I'm concerned. Um, he's a, a terrorist in my mind and not a good person, period. But, uh, you know, I didn't expect anything less from Donald Trump. Let's just put it that way. Of course, he would be delighted to have him at the White House. Of course. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about Hunter Biden. And there's a lot of talk about Joe Biden and the whole Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Ukrainian thing. And the videotape, a lot of people have taken that out of context. Yes, he was talking about firing a prosecutor and, he, and was withholding money from the Ukraine because the prosecutor was a corrupt, basically criminal. And Hunter Biden did what I think it might have been wrong. Yes, probably. Yes, absolutely. Was he president of the United States at that time? No. Um, here's the thing. I don't give a fuck. I really don't. I don't give a fuck about Hunter Biden. I don't give a fuck about Joe Biden. I don't give a, 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 a slimy shit about the Ukraine president and all this horse shit. I really don't. I don't give a fuck about it. And I'll explain to you why. Um, number one, was it a conflict of interest for uh, Joe Biden to brag about this? Yeah. Yeah. It, it certainly was. And it also was not exactly the smartest thing uh, for a vice sitting vice president to do. I think this was after, of course, after he was vice president um, that he spoke about this. You know, yeah, he he, uh, he definitely did something wrong he shouldn't have done. And I agree to that. But at the same time, I kind of have to sit back and think about this for a minute. Um, you know, Obama was very cautious about his administration and his agenda. He did not uh, openly commit um, fraudulent acts. Uh, he was not a criminal mastermind. He, or I can't really call Donald Trump a criminal mastermind or a mastermind of anything. He's a joke. He's a fucking moron. But, um, you know, there's an exchange between Yovanovitch and I believe it's Miss Stefanik again. And Miss Stefanik is asking about some of the uh, uh, questions that she was asked by the Obama administration about Hunter Biden. And yes, Obama was concerned about the Hunter Biden and Joe Biden Ukrainian thing. But he wasn't going to cover it up. There's the difference there. He wasn't trying to cover it up. He was actually trying to protect his country and protect his administration. And you know what? It really doesn't bother me that Obama um, was asking these questions of Yovanovitch because he was concerned about it. You know, obviously there was something wrong there. But what's really good about the example here, the difference between Obama and Trump is that Obama was at least open about it for there to be a fucking record of it. And for people to be able to read it and say, okay, well, he did this. The reasons behind him doing it, I think it was to make sure that people were properly vetted and to make sure that whatever happened there would not affect his administration. It was a conflict of interest. It was something he did not like that happened, I'm sure. But I don't think he was trying to cover it up. There was, There's no evidence of him trying to cover it up if you're able to pull up records of these questions. 
So I'm going to play this. I think it's important. It's, uh, I believe, Miss Stefanik again and Jovanovic. I don't think Mr. Jovanovic says much of anything. But it's important to take note that what she's talking about is something that was disclosed to the American public. They didn't have to do any digging to get this information. And that's the difference there. Obama was pretty clear throughout his administration. There was not a whole lot of shrouded mirrors and smoke. It was a pretty clear, straightforward administration. And for him to keep a record of things that he asked Mr. Yovanovitch is extremely important. And I think it really reflects, again, on the professionalism of Mr. Yovanovitch, but also reflects, and it actually mirrors Obama's total totality of his presidency. He he was totally open and he was not someone who, uh, you know, made a, you know, secret recordings on a secret server that nobody else can get to except the president and his family members and, and his closest allies in his administration. Obama was uh, extremely open um, and to disclose this information obviously shows that he had a concern there. He wasn't trying to cover it up. He just had a concern, and I think that's really important to point out. I'm going to play this for you. I'm going to let you hear it. You can tell me what you think, um, you know, if you want to, or just listen to it. But it's it's uh, it's important to note, I think, really, that you know she's trying to turn this into something bad, but really it just shows the clarification of how Obama ran his administration. It clarifies that Obama was open and and sincere and a real person and a really good president who didn't try to hide anything. So for her to pull this information out and go, ha well, you know, blah, 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 you know, Hunter Biden, blah, 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 blah. Well, if he was trying to cover this shit up, would you be able to pull a record up about it? Listen to this and you tell me. But let's take a first step, a step back. The first time you personally became aware of Verisma was actually when you were being prepared by the Obama State Department for your Senate confirmation hearings. And this was in the form of practice questions and answers. This was your deposition. And you testified that in this particular practice Q&A with the Obama State Department, it wasn't just generally about Verisma and corruption. It was specifically about Hunter Biden and Verisma. Is that correct? Yes, it is. And the exact quote from your testimony, Ambassador, is, quote, the way the question was phrased in this model Q&A was, what can you tell us about Hunter Biden's, you know, being named to the board of Burisma? So for the millions of Americans watching, President Obama's own State Department was so concerned about potential conflicts of interest from Hunter Biden's role at Burisma that they raised it themselves while prepping this wonderful ambassador nominee before her confirmation. And yet our Democratic colleagues and the chairman of this committee cry foul when we dare ask that same question that the Obama State Department was so concerned about. But we will continue asking it.
Don't tread on me. Don't tread on me. I think it's important to note that. I really think it is. I think it's uh, the transparency of Obama's administration versus the Donald Trump's administration are two different things. We're talking about grapefruit and oranges, apples and oranges, pineapples and coconuts. It's two different things. And for, I believe it was Ms. Stefanik, to pull this up and go like, just to ask these questions is kind of asinine. Because if Obama was trying to cover up the uh, hinter, 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 (laughs) Hunter Biden and Joe Biden incident with the Ukraine, there obviously would be no record of these questions. I, you know, I'm just I'm astounded by the fact that, again, I'm not astounded, actually. I'm not surprised at all that the Republicans are playing this card where they're trying to portray. They're, I mean, they're going all the way back to Obama. They might as well start talking about Hillary Clinton. It's, it's the same agenda, the same rhetoric, the same narrative. Take the blame away from Donald Trump and put it on somebody else. It's a narcissistic act. It's not just Trump's narcissism. It's now spread into the entire Republican community where it's no longer Donald Trump's problem. It's Hunter Biden's problem. It's Joe Biden's problem. It's this person's problem. It's Hillary Clinton. It's Bill Clinton. Who killed Epstein? Bill Clinton. Come on. He was ready to testify. He was going to testify, I guarantee you, about Donald Trump, and he was killed. Plain and simple, Jeffrey Epstein was fucking killed by Trump. There's no other way around it. It wasn't fucking Bill Clinton. And it's it's just, it's amazing how the Republican Party is trying to twist and misconstrue and, and just lie through their fucking teeth playing the fucking poor me routine when it's their own fucking rules and they're pulling something out about Obama's administration to attack the, the Democrats because that's all the ammunition they can use. They have nothing else because they cannot no longer defend Donald Trump using any kind of logic. It has to be, uh, it's just like the, the supporters, just like the MAGA supporters on Twitter and, you, and, and Facebook and YouTube and all these other places. It's like they get confronted with facts and they throw memes at you and emojis. They, they have no rebuttal, no essence of intelligence. It's all just, let me try to insult you any way I can because you're, you're confronting me with facts and facts are scary. That's why they listen to Hannity and Mark Levin and all these other douchebags. Because these guys literally just tell them what they want to hear. They want to be lied to. They want to be fed more shit. They want to be kept in the dark because that's how they operate. And that's how they are. And that's who they are. And that's the end of the subject, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. For one of them to watch this that, or to watch that part of that, of that uh, hearing yesterday, to watch that one particular part I just played for you if, you, if you were one of them, you would eat that up. Oh my God! See more guilt, more more guilt to be put on Obama. Let's blame Obama, Obama, Obama. When we know all along that this has nothing to do with Barack Obama, this has everything to do with Donald fucking Trump, the fucking moron that's president of the United States. Anyways, uh, I also want to play Adam Shift. And what happens after Adam Schiff, it was at the end of the hearing yesterday, and Adam Schiff was talking to Ms. Yuanovich, and he was saying what he was thinking and his thoughts. And, of course, the Republican Party had some, you know, well, we want to make a rebuttal. There is no rebuttal to be made. What he said was the truth. Um, and, 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 it, 
it's just it's embarrassing how the Republicans are acting. It really is. It's just embarrassing. But I want to play this. It's Adam Schiff talking to Miss Miss Yovanovitch at the end of the hearing. Um, I just want you to listen to the applause that also came in. There was a lot of clapping and cheering for Miss Yovanovitch as she stood up and left. But I want to let you to listen to something else. It's right before the applause breaks in. It's all the Republicans going, well, we don't have a chance to have a rebuttal. Oh, we can't say something. We, we, we can't lie some more. Is basically what's happening. Corrupt. It just means it was unsuccessful. And to that, we owe other dedicated public servants who blew the whistle. Had they not blown the whistle, we wouldn't be here. And I think it is appalling that my colleagues continue to want to out this whistleblower so that he or she can be punished by this president. But let's underscore once again, while you are the beginning of this story, you're not the end of it, but nonetheless, the beginning is important because the beginning of the story is an effort to get you out of the way, an effort by Rudy Giuliani and Fruman and Parnas and corrupt Ukrainians like Lutsenko to get you out of the way because they felt you were an impediment to these political investigations the president so desperately wanted. Giuliani has made it abundantly clear he was in Ukraine on a mission for his client, for the president, to investigate the Bidens. And you were viewed as an obstacle that had to go, not just by Giuliani, but by the president of the United States. And if people had any doubt about it, they should do what the president asks, read the transcript. And what they'll see in that transcript is the president praises the corrupt. He praises the corrupt, Lutsenko. He condemns the just, you. And then he asks for an investigation of the Bidens. There is no camouflaging that corrupt intent. We return. Mr. Speaker, I'll speak your condition. Mr. Chairman, you disparage those members on this side of the aisle. We should have a chance to respond to your disparaging remarks. Mr. Chairman, I demand a speech. Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman. It's pretty important to note that uh, I think it's extremely important to note that uh, the Republican Party is playing this game. I think it's uh, it's important for Americans to really pay attention and actually educate themselves about the proceedings and understand how the hearing is working and who actually implemented the rules for this hearing. And then pay attention to the Republicans who are completely baffled by how they're being treated when they aren't being treated any differently than if they would treat the Democrats if it was if the shoe was on the other foot. 
And these are their rules. These are the Republicans' rules. They made these rules up, not the Democrats. And it's just, I think it's really important that Americans educate themselves on the facts involved in this hearing. It's not a sham. It's not a witch hunt. It's not, a, it's not fake. It's not bullshit. It's the impeachment of a president who cannot lead this country as a whole. And, you know, this Ukrainian thing is just the tip of the iceberg here. But what I really think is important to note, and I'm saying it again, and I'm going to repeat it a couple more times, I'm sure, is to pay attention to how the Republicans are acting throughout this hearing. These are their rules. These are the rules that they implemented for the impeachment of a sitting president. And they're acting as if they're being mistreated. They're playing the poor me routine. And they're lying through their fucking teeth to try to convince the rest of America that who still believes and swallows all the bullshit without blinking that this is a sham when it's not a sham. They're endangering these other Americans, these congressmen and congresswomen that are there. They're endangering the Democrats that are, are defending this nation by labeling this whole entire ordeal as a sham when it's not. And they're playing the poor me routine, which is increasing the danger because they're making, making it look like Adam Schiff is disobeying the rules, that he's, he's, he's doing something illegal when he's not. The only thing Adam Schiff is doing is following the rules that the Republicans put in place. So in real time, we also know that Donald Trump was intimidating the the witness, Mr. Yovanovitch. We also know that you know everything that he said was basically a line of bullshit. It's 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 just a matter of fact. It's not it's not a lie. It's not something people are making up. It's it's a fact. And you know he was on Twitter uh, saying basically everywhere she went, it went to shit, which is a lie. And he attacked Nancy Pelosi. You know, look at your shithole fucking country. Your 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 shithole county talking about san francisco um and other people are joining in in the attack and i actually read some guy's tweet this morning god knows if he's an american or a russian where he was attacking uh miss nancy pelosi i've been all over the world i've been here i've been there i've been all over the world and but only in san francisco could i step in human human shit while walking on the sidewalk you know there are no excellent places in the world there's no one state better than the other. We all have bad parts of our states. We all have corruption. We all have crime and all that other stuff. You cannot blame one singular person for a pile of human shit on a sidewalk. But that's the mentality that we deal with on a daily basis when we deal with people who support Donald Trump. It's the lack of intellect, the lack of intelligence, and the lack of the ability to comprehend that they're just basically fucking sheep. And they don't even fucking know it. They don't even question it. They don't care about their reality. What they care about, what they really care about, seriously, what they care about is upholding the right or upholding the fact that they voted for a moron and trying to change it in their head. Seriously, I really honestly believe that. I think Republicans who voted for Donald Trump who still continue to support him are just afraid to admit to the fact that he's a fucking moron and they voted for him. I'm sorry. I mean, um, you know, it doesn't make any sense to me anymore. I've tried to understand it, and I never will. I never will. 
But I want you to listen to Adam Schiff uh, talking to Ms. Yovanovitch real quick about the intimidation that she faced through Donald Trump. I think it's important to take note of. I think it was another highlight that I thought I should play for you. Here's an audio clip. Uh, it'll be the last of this episode. I just want you to listen to it real quick, and we'll get right back to ending my show. I'm sure it'll make you happy. This is Danger Close USA, Angry American Podcast Radio, and your host, Jeff Kaufman. I want you to take a listen. This is something I think that was important to take note of. the fact you were urged by the White House or State Department not to, notwithstanding the fact that, as you testified earlier, the president implicitly threatened you in that call record. And now the president in real time is attacking you. What effect do you think that has on other witnesses' willingness to come forward and expose wrongdoing? Well, uh, it's very intimidating. It's designed to intimidate, is it not? I I mean, I can't speak to what the president is trying to do, but I think the effect is to be intimidating. Well, I want to let you know, Ambassador, that some of us here take witness intimidation very, very seriously. Uh, Mr. Goldman. Pursuant to House Resolution 660, the chair and ranking member may conduct at the outset of each open hearing extended rounds of questioning for periods up to 90 minutes as determined by the chair and split evenly between two sides. As specified in House Resolution 660, the chair and ranking member may not yield time to other members during these extended question periods. Though either may yield time to majority and majority committee councils respectively. I want you to understand that. Pursuant to House Rules 660, the chair and ranking member may conduct at the onset of each open hearing extended rounds of questioning for periods of up to 90 minutes as determined by the chair and split evenly between the two sides. As specified in House Resolution 660, the chair and ranking member may not yield time to other members during these extended question periods, though either may yield time to majority and majority community or committee councils, respectively. Sorry, I screwed that up a little bit in the end. That's why Adam Schiff refused to allow Devin Nunes to give his time over to Ms. Stefanik because that is the rules written by the Republican fucking party. It's amazing, isn't it, how they try to uh, play the poor me card. 
it's amazing to me how they continue to do this even when they're on TV. But actually, it's not amazing. It's it's what I should expect from people that are trying to brainwash other Americans into believing that what's going on is a sham. This is their narrative. This is their equivalency to uh, basically playing games. I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, they know the rules themselves because they wrote them. So they understand how this works. And Devin Nunes up there, he's like, oh, okay, this is how you want to do it? Huh. And then crying about it. And then you've got guys like Mark Meadows and uh, fucking McCarthy and uh, Matt Gates and um, the fucking Dutard himself. Oh, it's, it's, it's all a scam. It's all a lie. It's all fake. It's a sham. It's a sham. It's not a fucking sham at all. It's the impeachment of a moron. It's the impeachment of a despicable human being. It's the impeachment of a criminality that never should have gotten the White House. It's the impeachment of corruption at its fucking highest level. It's the impeachment of a complete and utter fucking failure as president. It's an impeachment of someone who's unable to lead this country. It's the impeachment that needs to take place in order for America to be America again. I just, I, you know, I really think it's important to really pay attention going onward from here of how the Republicans act. They're terrified to death that the average everyday Joe is going to understand the actual rules that the Democrats are abiding and following and implementing. Because these are the rules that the Republicans wrote. And when the Republicans are acting like this and playing this card where poor me, poor me, they're actually telling you how guilty they are. They're actually telling you how guilty the president is. They're actually telling you how corrupt and how fucking destructive they actually are. They have turned servitude into supremacy. They have changed this country from a country that was going forward to a country that took 50 steps back and turned around and is facing the wrong direction. It used to not to matter really so much what side of the fence you were on. It didn't really matter if you were Republican or Democrat, but now Democrats can't tell Republican they're a Democrat and Republicans really can't tell Democrats that they're Republicans. A lot of majority of Republicans think they're, they're, they're better than everybody. They, uh, they call Democrats sore losers. We're not being sore losers. When you elect a president to the United States, they are supposed to represent all of the United States, not just the fucking few southern states in the Union. And that's who he appeals to the most, from Virginia to Florida, from fucking Florida to some parts of Texas. Everything else is basically not Trump land. You'll notice that where Trump goes now, where he's been going, he's, he's hitting the southern states as hard as he can. Because he knows the education is the lowest. He knows that these people will swallow a, a, a fucking a shard of glass without questioning. And he's praying on that. And he's hoping for it, that he can win over these states because then he might be able, might, might be able to win his next fucking venture as commander and Duchar chief. <clears throat> you know, on occasion, I uh, I catch myself, and if, if you find me insultive, 
if you find me too vulgar, if you don't like the things I say, if you're not impressed, I'm doing my job because I really don't give a fuck what you think. I'm not here for you. I'm not here for anybody else but fellow Americans like me that see and hear and know and comprehend that we have a president who is not capable of leading this nation as a whole. I'm not saying he's incapable of appealing to a small percentage of America. I'm not saying he's incapable of leading a very small percentage of America. I'm saying the only capabilities he's had and he's shown so far is division and hate. Two things that do not belong in this nation. I hope you enjoyed my show today. I would really appreciate it. If you would like to uh, donate, you can donate to RustyIronJohnson at gmail.com on PayPal. If you have PayPal and you'd like to make a small momentary donation, I would greatly appreciate it. This is Danger Close USA, angry American podcast radio. And this was your host, Jeff Kaufman. I hope you have a great Saturday. I hope you enjoy my show. It's definitely not a conservative show. Definitely not your typical show. Definitely not your typical host. I love my country. I love everything about my country. I love our men and women in uniform. And I love everything about the nation I was born into. I believe in equality. I believe in justice. And I believe that America deserves a president that can at least lead us as a whole. As a whole nation. Sometimes I get a little angry and I get a little pissed off and I say things I don't mean. But, uh, you know, Devin Nunes can go fuck himself. Donald Trump is a fucking moron. But I still love my country. Doesn't mean uh, because I don't like my president. Well, it goes beyond not liking him. I wouldn't trust him with a pet goldfish. All I know is I've seen enough, heard enough, recognized enough, and have digested enough to understand that we deserve better as a nation to have a president that represents all of us. Except for you racist cowards, because you don't deserve any fucking leadership whatsoever. Except, you know... Maybe the devil's advocate on the way down to hell. (laughs) I'm not very nice. If you enjoy my show, please share it. If you like my show, you like what you've heard today. If you enjoy listening to me, please share it. I know I can't compete with people like Sean Hannity and Mark Levin and Rush Limpballs and Glenn Beck and Bill Mitchell and the rest of those fruitcakes. But I know that If you like my show and you share it, maybe we can reach a few more Americans. This was Danger Close USA, Angry American Podcast Radio, your host, Jeff Kaufman. Enjoy your Saturday, America. You only get one a week. Use it wisely. (laughs) 